This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Today, I am talking about gospel music icon, Rance Allen, and he's best known for his collaboration with Kirk Franklin on the song, Something About the Name Jesus. And today, as I talk about the life and music of Rance Allen, I will also share with you some life and business lessons that we can take away from his journey. Now, Rance Allen, not only is he a musician, he's also referred to as a bishop in the church, and he's the pastor of New Bethel Church in Toledo, Ohio, since 1985. In 1978, he was ordained as an elder And he served for six years as associate pastor of Holiness Temple as part of the Church of God in Christ. He was born in November in 1948 in Monroe, Michigan, just 30 miles outside of Detroit. And he died on the 31st of October in 2020 at 71 years old. He was the second of 12 children, and he was married 49 years to his wife, Evangelist Ellen Marie Groves. In 1969, Rance Allen started the Rance Allen Group with his two brothers, Tom and Steve, and occasionally another brother, Esau, made cameo appearances. The group is known for their rock, soul, and gospel crossover music. In other words, he didn't stay in a traditional gospel frame. So if we think about the music, for example, of Ray Charles, the same way that Ray Charles would play popular music using some gospel strains, what Rance Allen would do is he would play gospel music using some popular music strains. So one of the songs, Just My Salvation, is really played to an upgraded tune of the Temptation song, Just My Imagination, Running Away With Me. In the 1970s, he had hits like Ain't No Need of Crying, and in 1978, I Belong to You, which actually hit the top 30 R&B charts. And in 1995, he received an honorary doctorate of divinity from the Urban Bible Institute of Detroit. And in 1998, the group was inducted into the Gospel Music Hall of Fame. In 2009, they were nominated for a Grammy for Best Gospel Performance on the song, I Understand, which was a collaboration with R&B artist Mariah Carey, and contemporary gospel artist B.B. 
Winans. All total, they had five Grammy nominations. And in the same year, 2009, he was celebrated as one of the great men of gospel by the Black Academy of Arts and Letters. In 2015, the group sang at the White House for President Barack Obama and First Lady Michelle Obama. Now, let me tell you a little bit about the backstory of Rance Allen and his group. A Stax record label promoter, Dave Clark, heard the group in Detroit when they were participating in a talent contest. He was so impressed by the group that they signed them onto their Gospel Truth imprint. And I just will mention the Stax label was a label, is a label that was highlighting many R&B artists. So it's a rhythm and blues kind of a platform. And as a result of being on this platform that was designed to groom rhythm and blues artists, they got some expert grooming and some platforms for greater and additional opportunity. There were other record labels that he served with in later years, such as Bellmark with Al Bell and Columbia Records, where he did some gospel disco, and their current label, Ty Scott, which involves the Scott family, that's Bishop Scott and Sidney Scott, and Rance Allen would say that that's been a phenomenal and fabulous collaboration. Now, if we go back even farther, when Rance was four years old, he told his grandmother that he wanted to be a preacher. Now, four years old is very young. However, his grandmother did not laugh at him. She listened and she took him seriously. So at five years old, Rance started preaching. At seven years old, he became a traveling preacher and he traveled to Michigan, Ohio, and Pennsylvania preaching all over. And then when he was 12 years old, he officially became licensed to preach. In the early days, what he would say is that doors opened to him first through his singing. And as he would sing, then they would let him preach a little bit. And then more in his later years, he would say doors would open for him to do some preaching. And then as he preached, then he would be allowed to sing a little bit. And he would say that his early musical influences were, first of all, his mother, who was a great singer. She also could play the piano and play the guitar. And in addition, he listened to gospel greats such as Mahalia Jackson, Reverend James Cleveland, the Mighty Clouds of Joy, and Dr. Maddie Moss Clark, sort of like the grand dame of the Clark sisters. And I want to give a shout out to Jackie Gales Webb from Howard University Radio Station and her home inspiration show where she interviewed Rance Allen on the 1st of June, 2020. And there are some details from what I'm sharing with you today that come from me listening to Jackie Gales Webb's interview with Rance Allen. So I want to share with you next what I'm calling some eyebrow-raising opportunities that Rance Allen had. For example, in 1973, 
a documentary was made called What Stacks? And this was a film commemorating the anniversary of the 1965 Watts riots. This documentary was designed to be a platform for R&B artists to showcase their talent. And because the Rance Allen group was part of the Stax label, they also participated in the documentary. And this meant that 100,000 people were exposed to the group, got to hear the group, and this catapulted their success into the stratosphere and into another level. Now, the reason why I call this an eyebrow-raising opportunity is, remember, Rance Allen, this is a gospel group, and they're on this R&B platform. So there were some church people that said, hmm, is Rance Allen really still with God? That was a question mark in their minds because he's doing something that's a little bit out of the box and a little bit different. So an eyebrow-raising moment. Another eyebrow-raising moment came when Rance Allen had the opportunity to do a collaboration with Snoop Dogg, who is a rapper And one day, while Rance and his group were in Chicago doing a concert before 10,000 people, Snoop Dogg's people contacted his people and wanted to talk to him. And he said, okay, I'll talk to him next week. So they arranged to have a conversation the following week. And he really didn't know what to expect. He didn't know if Snoop Dogg was really going to call or what was going to happen. But sure enough, Snoop Dogg gave him a call. And this is what he told Rance Allen. He said, look, you know, I've given my life to God. And I want to create something that reflects this new life commitment that I've made. And I want to work with some real gospel people, some serious people in order to do this. What Rance didn't know at the time is that Snoop Dogg had assembled a large group of people, maybe about 30 people for the project and the album that he wanted to do that had this gospel component to it. When he met with Snoop Dogg in person, and listen to the song that Snoop Dogg had in mind, Rance told him, said, you know, I really don't like that song. So Snoop Dogg, I think, was probably a little bit taken aback, maybe a little bit surprised. However, it just so happens, just serendipitously, that Rance Allen had previously written a song where he had Snoop Dogg in mind, and he wanted Snoop Dogg to do the rap on top of the song And he had never presented it to him. So he said to Snoop Dogg, look, I have a song for you. And so he told him about the song. The song was called Blessing Me Again. And Snoop Dogg did do the rap on that song, took it to a whole nother level. Here's what I want us to think about from all of this that I'm sharing. There are some business applications to this conversation. And so let's unpack those. So number one, There is a greater vision for you than what others may see. And in order to step into and realize that greater vision, you have to step out of the comfort zone, step out of the confining box, be willing to grow and spread your wings, take time to take flight. It's important to listen past the naysayers. And I'm not saying don't listen to the naysayers, 
there may be something in what they're sharing with you that's valuable that you need to know. Take the nugget you need to know and listen past the rest. So my question is, what may be an eyebrow-raising moment for you now in your business? That moment when you're going to the place where your people don't expect to see you like the gospel artist didn't expect to see him in that documentary featuring the R&B artists. People didn't expect Rance Allen to collaborate with rapper Snoop Dogg. There are some places where you might need to take yourself where other people are going to raise the eyebrow. So what greater vision are you seeing for yourself? Number two, leave room for the emergent. When Rance Allen and Kirk Franklin teamed up to do the song, Something About the Name of Jesus, Kirk Franklin sent Rance the chorus to the song. However, there were no verses to the song. And Rance Allen said, well, what about the verses? Planning on doing some verses here? He said, don't worry about it. When we get together, it's all going to happen. They didn't have the whole song done. Instead, they waited to convene the group, to connect the group. And once the group got there, through their teamwork, their collaboration, and bringing their diverse gifts and skills to the table, the verses, they emerged and they created the rest of the song. Similarly, if we think about the Snoop Dogg collaboration, Snoop Dogg had a song in mind. However, in the moment, that wasn't a song that Rance could really relate to. So they went with a different song in the moment, and Snoop Dogg was willing to say yes to that different song. So my question for you here is, who do you need to convene? And What do you need to start that's maybe stalled because it's not finished and you have this notion you've got to finish it before you can start it? And what I'm saying is start it, bring in the right collaborators, work on it together, finish it together, and get some momentum. Everything does not have to be created from A to Z before you can start. In fact, you'll probably have a better product if you just get started with the right people and get to Z together. And then number three, remember your early callings and leanings. So if we go back to Rance Allen, four years old, he's called to be a preacher. And in addition to preaching, God gives him the additional gift of singing. So I want you to think about what are your early gifts and callings from your life? How are you using those gifts now? How can you use them more? What's not being used and can be dusted off even for today's time? And I'll share this from my own life. I know as a child, I always wanted to be a teacher. As a child, I always wanted to be a psychologist. I am using both skills and both fields today 
however, in a very different way than I imagined them when I was in my childhood. So I've repurposed those same gifts, callings, and talents into a new way of operating. Number four, what did you inherit from your family that can help you now? And if we think about Rance Allen, he says he's thankful for his family upbringing in the church. A lot of, he said, you know, preacher's kids, they rebel and they say, oh, you know, they're upset that they had to grow up in a, a church kind of family. He, he's delighted about by it and says, for as long as he can remember, he's always been a part of the church. In addition, his mother with her giftings and her talents, he's also inherited that legacy from her in music and even his brother's also being gifted in music. And if we take a look at Snoop Dogg, one of the things that he'd say about his background, his mother is an evangelist and his grandmother was also a person of God. So though he was out there doing different things and doing his own thing, he comes back ultimately to his family inheritance as well. And number five, what unexpected platforms may facilitate you or your company getting to the next level. And if we think back to the Watt Stacks documentary, that was an unexpected platform and it allowed Rance Allen to play before 100,000 people. The collaboration with Kurt Franklin puts him in front of a whole audience of people that might not have known about him though there are people who know about Kirk Franklin and therefore might hear the song, Something About the Name of Jesus. So there are partnerships out there for you and your business. And some of those partnerships are with people who do similar work to what you do. So rather than thinking about them as competitors, how can you begin to think about them as partners and as collaborators so that you create something together that's greater than what either one of you could create on your own? So I also want to, in addition to share those business insights with you, also share some reflection points that relate to some words that Rance Allen shared with Jackie Gales Webb in this interview and some words that maybe you can take away with you for inspiration. So number one, in the midst of negative events like the pandemic that we're going through right now, and Rance Allen says, even in that, look to see what wonderful, and awesome things God will do to benefit his people, even in the midst of some of those negative scenarios. Number two, you can have heaven even while hell is on your back. Don't forget that. You can have heaven even while hell is on your back. And then he encourages us to three, hide ourselves in God. So though there's turmoil all around, God is a safe tower and we can hide ourselves in him. And the number four, I'm sure not knowing that he wasn't going to be here, even at the time I'm speaking to you now, he says, be ready to meet the Lord. 
be ready to meet the Lord at all times. And then number five, God wants to take you to a place of greatness you have never been before, and you will need his power to get there. So I want to end today's segment with a Bible verse that was one of Rance Allen's favorites, and it's a Bible verse that he lived by, and it's Romans 8.28, and it says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. As an executive business leader, you have many difficult decisions to make every single day. And it's important to think about how do you develop your people? How do you launch and develop high-performance teams? And how do you create a culture that wins every time? If you would like to take a look at your organization and to talk about the wisdom and guidance that would propel you to create a best place to work and also competitive advantage, then I invite you to apply for a consultation to work with me. Go to my website, www.transleadership.com, go to the services page, and under organizational consultation, you will see a tab that says, contact us. That's where you request a consultation. So if you are an executive business leader in a medium to large size company, then I look forward to receiving your application and having a conversation with you. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.